0: Yes, yes, welcome. Welcome to the Lord Petty Podcast. Appreciate you tuning in. Welcome to the only podcast in the world where we love everybody, we hate on everything. We wish everybody the best. Um, Yeah, appreciate you tuning in. If this is your first episode, thank you for tuning in. If you're returning, please rate and subscribe. Or if it's your first time, please rate and subscribe. It doesn't even matter. You can do either or. You can either or to help your boy out. Um, I'm very happy to be here. I hope you're happy to be here. I hope your life is treating you well. And I hope you're doing the things that's going to progress you to the next level, you know? Because if you're feeling sad, if you're feeling down, if you're feeling depressed... All these things—they are real, all right. But uh, a lot of these therapists—they're r- 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 ripping people off because all you got to do is have some sort of purpose in your life, and a lot of that sadness goes away. Uh, a lot of that sadness goes away. Uh, why can I talk about that? Because I've experienced it. You know, what I'm saying—I've told you before. I've been very—I've been very transparent on this podcast about uh, I have uh, depressive chemical imbalances, but you know, I keep my in check. I keep it moving, dude. It keeps it moving. And, uh, I have some big, big, big news to announce, dude. Um, do I want to announce the whole thing? Let me think about this. Nah, fuck it, dude. Um, uh, your boy is, um, I got engaged. Um, yeah. Um, (laughs) I'm just fucking with you. I'm just fucking with you. I would never do such a thing. I would never do that. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> I'm just kidding, dude, but uh no, it's way more serious than that, to be honest with you um, I will do that eventually, but um I have a son on the way, and uh it's it's weird it's very it's a very weird feeling ah, I'm just fucking with you again, dude, oh my God, and he can act. did you see how emotionally involved you were right there? <laughs> Okay, but actually, all right. but actually, um, no, here's the thing. I am relocating because I got a new opportunity to do something. And uh, even though I don't ever want to work a nine to five for the rest of my life, I have a really good opportunity uh, for a new gig. So I'm going to have to relocate. I'm not going to tell you where I'm going to relocate, but I'm going to be relocating. And I'm excited for the relocation because Austin's just never quite done it for me. It was really fun coming down here in the midst of COVID when everything was open and like going to the comedy clubs and, you know, meeting Danny Brown and shit. But um, yeah, you know, Austin just never quite, I just never, it didn't, you know, uh, like I said, I'm a Seattle boy at heart. Uh, I'm not going back to Seattle. I'm going deeper into the heart of Texas. But, um, you know, a man's got to make some A man's got to make some months and the months is going to fund my shit. And I've never made money like this before. And I applied for a job that I did not think I was qualified for and uh, I got it. I actually, I, I applied for the entry level position and then, um, I used all the shit that I tell you guys to do and I got the position and now I'm rich as fuck. Uh, Well, not yet, but we'll see. And uh, well, not we'll see. Well, I gotta start, but uh, yeah. And so now, um, you know, just keep just keep pushing, guys. I don't just always keep pushing, bro. I don't like pussies. Um, that's my problem with like a lot. Some people in my generation, a lot of people, in the Gen Z generation. I am a full on ageist. I don't like I don't like Boomers because they don't get it. They don't get what we're up against, and don't like Gen Z because they aren't prepared for what we're up against. You know what I'm saying? So I just don't like pussies. Um, that's why I think it's kind of crazy. You know, Andrew Tate said some really bad things about women and shit like that. But he also said some really good things for men. And so I understand why they nuked him. Because like when I saw that video of him, you know, hitting that woman, uh, even though she was into it, it made me really uncomfortable. But I, I don't think you should nuke anybody. You know, I feel like wiping people off of social media sites is no different than like the Nazis doing Kristallnacht and burning books. But, um, I mean, you shouldn't silence anybody. I mean, if somebody has a really terrible idea, we'll just all shit on it collectively and shoot it into the gulag. You know what I'm saying? But, but uh, yeah, so um, I don't like pussies. I don't like pussies that don't know how to deal with their... their. Just deal with it, dude. Deal with it, overcome it, and keep pushing, man. And I say this lovingly. I know it's crazy. You can just go to Canada now and do like assisted suicide. Um, but I've I've just really, if you read my book, I talk a lot about suicide because how much it's affected me. Because I've had friends that have killed themselves. Uh, and I just don't. No, but I'm not saying like killing yourself is the most counterproductive thing ever. Because like imagine actually killing yourself. That takes more balls than anything. So you have to be at such an incredibly low point in your life to. Consider that and actually go through with it. Uh, So don't do that, dude. Uh, Just keep pushing, dude. Um, I saw something the other day, though, like speaking of pussies. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, But as you all know, like, uh, and I highly, highly doubt. Excuse me. I highly doubt Donald Trump Jr. listens to this. But uh, as you all know, Donald Trump Jr. and I are homies. We talk on the Internet. But he posted something the other day. And it was uh, it was this meme that said, the generation of getting your ass kicked sure worked better than the timeout generation. And as much as I agree with that, you know, as much as I agree with that, even though, you know, I never really got my ass kicked by my parents because I always loved and adored my parents if they told me to do something, I would do it. Uh, there were a few times, I remember one time, you know, my dad was at work and there's nothing, like Chris Rock said, there's nothing scarier than that your mom could say than I'm going to tell your daddy when he comes home. And I remember one time, uh, you know, I was just being a smart ass, just being a piece of shit while my dad was at work. My mom was like, oh, I'm going to tell your dad and he's going to spank you. And then my dad came home from work. And then, uh, you know, he's wearing like his, uh, he got promoted. Like, I'm, I'm so proud of my dad, dude. He started off as a aerospace mechanic, worked his way up through management. And like, you know, I'm just very fucking proud of my father, man. I'm so fortunate to have a guy like that in my life. Um That just taught me a lot. And I, I feel bad, you know, I feel bad for a lot of men that didn't have that father figuring in their life. But um I remember one time my dad came home after I was just being a little shit around my mom. And my mom said, Oh, I'm going to tell your daddy. And then uh, my dad came home and then he was supposed to spank me, right? Because my mom didn't... <laughs> I love my mom too. I'm not saying anything bad about my mom. Because my mom didn't want to be the the bad the bad guy. And then I remember my dad, he took me in the room. He's like, all right, I'm going to go uh, kick his ass or whatever. And he took me in the room. He made me sit down in the bed and he made me tell him what happened. And I was like seven, right? I was like at spanking age. I was like seven, and I was just bawling. I didn't. I don't remember exactly what I think. I was just talking back, you know, being. And my mom's German, and so in Germany, like, you fucking whack, you fucking smack kids, dude. Like it's not, at least at the time, you know what I mean. I remember I, I even got smacked by my teachers. Like when I grew up in Germany, when I went to Germany and I was in elementary school, I remember like a, a teacher straight up hit me like in the fucking face with a ruler one time, and that was just completely normal. Um, but so. I remember my dad sat me down and he was just like, I don't want to do this. He's like, do you think I enjoy? And I'm seven. And I'm sitting there like my little brain, my little ner- ninja turtle brain is trying to wrap my head around what he's saying. And I understood though, because I understood like the emotional aspect of it. Um, he sat me down. He's was like, you think I want to come home after a long day of work and have to do this? No, I want to come home and play with you. You think I want to come home and deal with you being a brat? Will you please stop being a brat? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yes, dad. Yes. And he told me, okay, well, if your mom asked, I spanked you, but I don't want to spank you because I don't want you to be scared of me. And I'm going to start crying if I start talking about this, dude. Uh, and then he said, uh, I'm not going to spank you because I don't want to spank you, but don't ever put me in this position ever again. And I will never forget that. And uh, I'm sure I put myself in that position more times than not, but, you know, that's how you parent little boys. You know what I'm saying? You don't just fucking beat the shit out of them. But, and so DTJ posted this thing on his Instagram and he was like, oh, the, I think I already said what he, what it said, but it said, oh, the, the generation that got their ass kicked is better than the timeout generation. And I was like, who the fuck was beating your ass, Donald Trump Jr.? You had gold toilets, okay? Who the fuck was beating your ass? Now you're encouraging millions and the millions that's what The Rock reference. If you don't know, now you're encouraging millions of people to beat their kids' asses, dude. Who the fuck ever beat your ass? Your nanny, your nanny. If you sat too long on the gold toilet, and you were playing the PlayStation Five in 1999, you're you're playing the Illuminati night. <laughs> you're playing the Illuminati PlayStation before any of us could get it. And you had access to what doing every fucking Richie Rich, right? I like that guy. He's really cool. He's really funny, and he promised me uh, some shit, so I'm not gonna trash him too hard. But let's be honest, dude, I can't, I can't leave anything off the table. Do I trash everybody? So it'd be uh, corny of me if I didn't trash him. But uh, my friend Chris, my friend Chris Clark. If you guys aren't following, uh, Chris Clark. What's his name? Chris Clark, like six one five or something. Um, follow him if you're not following, him, dude. Hilarious. One of my favorite comedians in the world. Um, he said that he thinks that DTJ does all the hunting and shit because he has to basically compensate for having a cushed life. So he has to go out there and like kill animals and shit like that. And I kind of agree with it. You know, I would never say this to DTJ's face. And like I said, I hope to God DTJ never listens to this podcast and hears me trashing him right now. Uh, but which, you know, I highly doubt he will. That guy's got other shit going on. But, uh, even though, yeah, even though, but whatever. Um, Yeah, dude. And it kind of made sense. Chris was breaking it down. He said, yeah, I think he has to like kill animals and do all this shit to kind of feel assertive and feel alpha because he has such a cushed life. And it made such sense. It made absolute sense to me. I mean, I, I could never... I never got into like hunting and shit like that. And I grew up around to people hunting and shit like that. Uh, it just was never my thing. And I got nothing against it, dude. Like most of those people are really nice and usually they're pretty good guys. Um, you know, if somebody's weird, are they going to go kill people? If people are hunting, like usually they eat the animals and shit like that, but it's just not my thing, dude. I'm a pussy. I'm a pussy as far as that. Like, I could never, like, shoot a fucking deer. Like, I've no... I've no desire to kill animals. I've... (laughs) I've no desire to kill animals. I think about... You know, if somebody walked in my door, like... I would shoot them no remorse. I wouldn't... I wouldn't think about it twice. Uh, But I would never... I don't know. I just don't have that desire to kill animals. But... You know, to each their own, bro. It's all good. Um just gotta stop um, hating on people. Like, I don't, I, you know, I'm not trying to hate on DTJ, but you shat in gold toilets, bro. Calm down. Nobody ever beat your ass. Like, imagine Donald Trump walking into DTJ's room and just <laughs> whooping him with a belt. It never happened. It never happened. If anything, you know, hot-ass Melania walked in there and <laughs> Oh man, you get on, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the subject of hating people, dude, you got to stop hating people. You got to let hate out of your heart, man, because hate is just such a bad emotion, bro. You literally get whatever you put out in the universe. And when you hate people, like if somebody does you wrong, you should kind of thank them because they just made you stronger. They put you in a position to where um everybody that you meet in your life, good or bad, they play a part. They're the stepping stone. Not even a step inside. this is a fucked up word. They're a piece they're a piece of what makes you in the end. So whoever you're supposed to be at the end of it, everybody that you meet was a part of it. So if somebody did you wrong, if somebody uh did anything to hurt you in any way, you should look at it like, yeah, you were just a piece of the puzzle to make me who I'm supposed to be. And some people rise up to the occasion and they upgrade and they do their thing. And then other people, they drink themselves to death and they think, oh, like I, I talked, I've talked, i talked about this on plenty of episodes. A lot of guys, when they get broken up with, they're like, oh, well, I'm just going to be as miserable as I can possibly be. And then she's going to feel bad. No, dude, you're just going to reaffirm. You're just going to reaffirm her thinking that, oh, it was a good idea to dump this guy because he's a fucking bum. It's the same way, like if you're a guy, think about if you do that, if you go start doing drugs, if, if you start ruining your life to hurt a woman, no, it doesn't work that way. It's the same way if a woman goes out and sluts out to try to hurt you, just go, thank God I dumped that whore. Like if a chick classes up, right? So if your girlfriend was cheating on you, doing a bunch of ratchet shit, has her titties hanging out, hanging out in bars all the time. And then you break up with her, and then she goes and fucks a bunch of guys. You're going to be like, okay, well, thank God I got rid of her. Like, I saw the red flags early enough. But then if she classes up, if she starts acting classy, it's going to hurt. So if you're a dude and a girl breaks up with you, if you start going doing a ratchet shit and start throwing your life down the drain, it's just going to be a confirmation for her that she made the right decision. You know what I'm saying? It's just going to be... She's going to be the right decision for. Her. And it might be hard for you to catch that while you're in the moment. Because uh, while you're in the moment, like when we act mode, like the more emotional we act, the dumber we get. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes you have to see that in other people because I'm about to drop a gem on you here. Um, listen, the only way we ever recognize what's wrong with ourselves is if we see it in other people. Does that make sense? Because like, we don't really sit there and self-analyze ourselves. But if we see somebody else doing some dumb shit, we go, okay, that's fucking stupid. So if you see your boy getting broken up with by some girl and he starts going down a rabbit hole or not a rabbit hole, a fucking spiral, you're going to be like, oh, dude, that's really fucking dumb. And so if you think of yourself that way, if you look at yourself from the outside and you realize, okay, the thing I'm doing is really stupid... If you see it in somebody else, it'll make you reflect on it. And that's why you should always assess your friends because we are the people that we surround ourselves with. I'm not going to lie. Like the last couple of girls I've, you know, parted ways with have been because I just don't like their friends. And that's a valuable lesson I learned where if you don't like somebody's friends, um, they're probably the same way. So if you look at your friends, whatever your friends are doing, um, they're probably... D- they're influencing your life, whether you know it or not. And so if you see something in that in them that you don't like, you can change it in yourself, dude. Um, somebody, unless somebody like dresses stupid, you have no control over that. Um. <laughs> uh, speaking of dressing stupid, like this is one thing I read. They always say, don't judge a book by its cover. I completely disagree. We all wear a costume when we go out into the world. You should judge a person by what they look like. Like, if somebody's really attractive, if somebody's really in shape, if somebody's very fucking handsome or very beautiful, just like a super hot person, um, I'm pretty sure they're okay because, or unless they're super vain, you know, feel that one out. But for the most part, that means they care, means they're aware. It takes it takes effort to be super hot. So if somebody puts that much effort into themselves, unless they don't care about anything else besides their appearance, it means they care about life. They care about longevity. They care about health. And that says a lot about them. If I I don't like fat people, I don't hang out with fat people. If somebody's like morbidly obese, like having some pounds on you is one thing, but if somebody, like I said, is just a fucking whale. I want nothing to do with them because it's like, what are you going to bring into my life? If I come into somebody's life, like you should always want to bring something to the table, right? This is where people get it fucked up. They say, "Oh, what can I get out of this? What can I get out of that?" You should always, like, when you enter a relationship, a friendship, anything like that, your main objective is, what can I bring to the table? And whatever I bring to the table will come back to me. But if somebody's just a fat piece of shit, what the fuck are they going to bring to your table? Have you ever had a good boss that was just obese? No. If they don't care about that, they're gonna die. How the fuck are they gonna care about anything else? I don't like fat people. gonna go fat shaming. Nah, no, go fuck yourself. I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude, I profile fat people. I prof- like, but I'm not talking about you know, like it's one thing to be like a lot of funny people are overweight. Uh, a lot of people I mean I have the underweight gene it's hard for me to put on weight so I know there's people out there where they have a hard time losing weight I'm talking about obese I'm talking about when you cross like the 300 pound threshold you know when you can't fit on an airplane like what the fuck am I going to hang out with you for if you can't fit on an airplane like what do we have in common dude um (laughs) yeah it's profiling um Profiling is a weird thing because you hear a lot of, uh, you know, black people always complain about being profiled when they go into like a 17 year old black, black guy wearing, a uh, wearing with his jeans falling off of his ass and wearing a a mask, walking into the Gucci store, complains about being profiled. Like what the fuck do you think happens to me when I walk down MLK, dude? I can't go to Columbia. I can't go to Compton. I can't go to these places. As a white guy, I will get profiled and fucking robbed. So if you're not from some neighborhood, if you go there, yeah, people are going to look at you weird until they know who you are. You know, I saw a video the other day of some kid doing burnouts in a rich neighborhood. Then some like old white person ran up and I'm like, who the, and he was like, who the fuck are you? And then of course they posted the video and there was all this outrage about it. It's like, dude, what do you expect? (sighs) I don't know, bro uh what else do we got here how long have we been podcasting we've been podcasting for 20 minutes Twenty do you like the podcast for 20 minutos i'm about to do something on camera i don't ever do i found this vape in my uh i found an old vape that i bought when i was working this like dumbass finance job when i first got down here uh, I was working this dumbass finance job and I would like, I'd spend half the day. I would just like walk out of the building. I have to go walk around the building cause I, I, I can't just sit at a desk, dude. I can't do it. I can't just sit at a desk and do what I'm told. I can't do it. But I bought this vape and I found it in my like night, night bag the other day. It was weird. So I just hit it. Now I'm addicted to nicotine again, bro. Thank God. Um, I remember I had this trainer at that old job. And he was like, I remember... Dude, trainers are weird. Uh, like, this guy was cool, but he was fucking weird. I feel like all trainers and teachers, or a lot of them, kind of have this weird attention syndrome. Like, a lot of them are failed comedians and failed actors. Like, they need some sort of attention. Um, so then they go into an environment where people are forced to listen to them. So if somebody tries to be a comedian and they're not funny at all. Nobody ever laughs at them, or they try to be an actor and never get a position. Like They're obviously good at speaking at that point. They're good at relaying a message more than the average person, but they're not talented enough to be entertaining. And so then they enter the field of teaching or being a trainer. Like I remember when I was in audio school, I had this one teacher. And this was before I knew who Bill Burr was. And I thought this guy was really funny. This trainer, I thought this trainer was really funny in audio school. I can't remember. He taught some class about mixing. I can't remember. And uh, I remember one time he was telling this story. He was talking about checkout checkout stands. Somebody like, oh, well, I'm shopping. I don't want to check my own stuff out. And he's telling a story about Subway. And I was just howling in class. Like, oh, my God, this guy's hilarious. And then, like, a year later, I found out who Bill Burr was. So this was back in, like, 2010, 2000. Well, like 2010s when I had the class. and like 2011, I found out who Bill Burr was. And then I, I watched his special. And I realized this guy standing in front of the class was just telling Bill Burr jokes. <laughs> and I was pissed. I was really pissed. But then when I was working this most recent job, I had this trainer and uh, he was trying to like push his political agenda. He was one of those people, he was like very scattered. Like he could tell us, he ended up getting fired. He ended up getting fired like as soon as our class was done. Uh, You know, I'm getting fired because he was trying to like creep on some girls or something like that. But he was weird. I remember he said like, "I am so left. I am more left than Gandhi." And I was just sitting there, keep my mouth shut. Like, how are you more left than Gandhi? So he was from Colorado, but he was down training in Texas, and he would always shit on Texas, right? And um, I remember then he he was talking about how like I just don't think. After he said I'm more left than guys, he's like, I don't think borders. Borders are just the most inhumane thing. And then uh, like two days later, we're talking about people moving to Colorado. He's like, stop coming to Colorado. Colorado is full. And then I said like, hey, I thought you don't believe in borders. (laughs) Yeah, it kind of gave me a dumb look. I wanted to tell him when he initially was telling like, oh, borders are are inhumane. I want to be like, oh, so if I get up and go sit at your desk, how would you feel about that? but I didn't say it. Um, Then they brought this other trainer in, this old guy, this old, like, sales trainer uh, who was teaching us how to rip people off and he made himself cry, dude. (laughs) Yeah, he made himself cry in front of the class. Like, dude, go be an actor. You're not supposed to be here. He was, like, imitating a customer or something like that and he made himself cry in front of the class. Like, do you do this every class? Do you prepare on that? Like, are you sitting in your car that morning? Are you sitting in your car that morning just like, oh, today's going to be the day that I cry in front of the class? Go fuck yourself, dude. Excuse me. What are we at? 24 minutes? All right, let's call it a wrap. Let's call it a wrap. If I haven't said it yet, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. Well, please rate. Please go buy my book, The Petty Principles, Volume 1. Uh, Please leave a review on that. And I think that's all I'm going to do for now, dude. I think that's all I'm going to plug for now. I really appreciate y'all. Thank you for being here with me. Thank you for rocking with me. If you've been here from the start, much respect. Uh, let's keep growing. Please tell one person, post this to your story, repost it, tag me, I will repost it. And uh, you motherfuckers, take care of yourself. I love you so much. I really do. Thank you for being here. And, um, uh, deuces. Enjoy the music. Like I'm gonna play my music, so hold up, hold This on, is me on, hold up, hold up. Bye Calm down, everybody calm the fuck down Alexa, play Lord Petty No more mixing on my drinks I will be sipping liquor straight to the face The whole case, we up late every day You were lame, never changed since the day you graduate I'm up early trying to get it Like my life is up It takes Every minute, gotta get it Pistol talk, can I Like a Chevy to a Levy, I've been ready for the Fetty since Slim was eating sketty. And no, you do not get me, I'm just dope, so you respect me. Do what the fuck I want, I never let you ever check me. I don't got blow, baby, I got white clothes. I lost my phone, shit, I need a ride home. I wanna be so real. Nothing on my conscience, my shit cleaner than my dick. So stop it with the nonsense. I've been popping ever since. Your mama had a perm and your daddy had a stash. You want a verse from me? $7,000 cash You want me on your pod? But you better call up God And all your dudes are lost, I see clearly through the fog A tree to grow to heaven, need a root to go to hell She feel my dick everywhere in every single cell Sippin' on LaCroix, I'm a shark, you a koi I'm that dude in my city, yeah, you just a little boy Hit the girl of your dreams off my iPhone 6 you blowin' all your money just to hit a fucking chick I don't got blow, babe, but I got Y Plus I lost my phone, shit, I need a ride home I wanna be so rich that I can fly gone album i'm making a lord petty rap album oh i thought i thought you were doing the fucking podcast that's what i was gonna say live fucking calling from your dumb ass cousin talking about this liberal creative virus that's messing up my country well this is going on wax anyway so there you go hell yeah brother that's what i'm talking about yeah all right brother well uh, i'm gonna check in with you in a little bit okay i'm just vibing all right dude no you're good i saw you fucking holding your dick while well, you had the headphones on, so I was like, "What the hell is this stupid son bitch doing?" Dude, I'm making the Lord Petty mixtape. Uh, Edge, hey, you check your Snapchat though when you get it. All right, we'll do. All right, buddy. All right, peace. Peace.